Good evening, everyone. My name is John Riesenman. The purpose of our gathering today is to offer support to the new group of world servers. These servers are working strenuously throughout the world to offer service to humanity and the other planetary kingdoms. One of the hierarchical service fields of these workers, the Department of Education, has been the subject of much attention in this country and certainly in others as well, as widespread concern has been expressed about the education of children during a pandemic. Within the Department of Education, there are likely many world servers who are specifically focused on the education of the young and who have been giving much attention to this problem. These individuals might be working behind the scenes in some capacity or serving on the front lines as teachers or professors in a classroom. Some of them might be actively engaged in developing those ideas and theoretical frameworks intended to guide colleagues in this field or inform other people about important education objectives. In addition, those workers with a clear sense of the hierarchical plan for the education of the young may be developing thought forms that specifically relate to the education of children in the new age. With this in mind, it seems that it might be useful to briefly consider the problem of the education of children during a time of transition. For the context of this talk, this time of transition will be viewed as the typical functioning of society before the pandemic, as opposed to changes that may have occurred because of it. Although there are many issues impacting the education of the young worldwide, the war in Ukraine, for example, immediately comes to mind, as well as ongoing political and economic strife in various countries. The lens of this talk will only briefly focus on the impact of the pandemic on the education of children, and specifically in relation to the children of this country. It will also briefly focus on new group efforts to address this problem, as well as other education-related problems. All world servers, of course, regardless of the hierarchical department through which they serve, as well as countless numbers of the people of goodwill, are motivated by love, a deep love for humanity and the other planetary kingdoms. So let us pause briefly and in recognition of these service workers, say the affirmation of love. In the center of all love, I stand. From that center, I, the soul, will outward move. From that center, I, the one who serves, will work. May the love of the divine self be shed abroad 
in my heart, through my group, and throughout the world. In the section on children in Alice Bailey's The Problems of Humanity, DK remarks that the problem of the children was the single most pressing of all the problems confronting humanity. He adds that, quote, the future of the race lies in the hands of the young people everywhere, end of quote. This book was published in 1947, just a few years after the close of the World War, and it was clearly a time of transition for the human family. The urgency that proper care be given to children because of the World War's impact was no doubt strikingly evident. In connection with this proper care, DK points out that a critical feature is providing children with the right kind of education, one that would enable young people to think of themselves in relation to the group and to act wisely in relation to their environment. He also points out though, that because of the World War's many harmful effects, an immediate need was, quote, the, re the psychological rehabilitation of youth, end of quote. As we look out upon the world stage of today, it's evident that many aspects of the humanly created structures that have helped societies and cultures to function with some measure of, measure of ease are being greatly impacted by the energies and forces currently at work behind the outer appearance of things. Not only has the global pandemic these past few years impacted the way societies have functioned, but other crises have also had significant effect, such as those mentioned earlier. As indicated, the body of humanity is in the midst of another time of transition. An effect of it is that many children have suffered in noticeable and at times painful ways because of a disrupted process of education. Because of this, the urgency conveyed through DK's words about the need for the psychological rehabilitation of the children might resonate deeply for us. The disrupted process of education, as well as the breakdown to some extent of familiar routines that have helped establish a sense of normalcy has had a psychological toll on many of the world's young people. A very few details about factors contributing to the feeling of trauma many young people might be experiencing can possibly give us a sense of some challenges world servers addressing the education of the young may be facing. In connection with the impact of the pandemic on the education of the young, an article from the CNN politics section from February of this year states that it, 
quote, has produced arguably the greatest challenge to the operation of the nation's public schools since the Civil War, end of quote. In addition, the New York Times reported in late March some new research from the CDC. The CDC found that for students who were ordered to stay at home during the pandemic, it wasn't necessarily safe to be at home. A nationwide survey of nearly 8,000 high school students that was done in the first half of 2021 determined that 55% reported high levels of emotional abuse while at home, either from a parent or another adult. Over 11% of, of students reported physical abuse. Additionally, 9% of students reported having attempted suicide. Shifting attention once again to the new group workers, the serious issues mentioned above are no doubt being encompassed by world servers focused on the education of the young. As we know, new group workers are responsible for creating thought forms of solution to humanity's problems. This is one of their primary responsibilities. These thought forms of solution then become available to access by other new group workers, by those some people sometimes described as the thinking men and women, and by those people of goodwill who may at times have the capacity to access these thought forms. Appropriate methods for addressing the psychological rehabilitation of the young will no doubt emerge as a result of these thought forms of solution. It would seem that a UNESCO report released by the International Commission on the Futures of Education in 2021 is a product of thought forms of solution related to the problem of educating the young. It's titled, Reimagining Our Futures Together, a New Social Contract for Education. This report strives to create a framework of ideas, and please know that I've only just scanned the report, which if implemented would seem to lessen the, psych the psychological suffering that some young people may be currently experiencing. With this in mind, the executive summary of the report states the following. During the 20th century, public education was essentially aimed at supporting national citizenship and development efforts through the form of compulsory schooling for children and youth. Today, however, as we face grave risks to the future of humanity, and the living planet itself, we must urgently reinvent education to help us address common challenges. This act of reimagining means working together to create futures that are shared and interdependent. The new social contract for education must unite us around collective endeavors and provide the knowledge and innovation needed to shape sustainable and peaceful futures for all anchored in social, economic, and environmental justice. 
this UNESCO report executive summary goes on to point out what it calls three essential questions to ask of education as we look to 2050. Here are the questions. What should we continue doing? What should we abandon? What needs to be creatively invented afresh? At 187 pages in length, the report appears to give a detailed explanation of each of the three questions. It's interesting to note that the three questions mentioned are reminiscent of some of DK's words from the section on the problem of the children. He remarks that the long range plan for education must, quote, preserve the very best from the past, but only as a foundation toward the goal of world citizenship. End of quote. The UNESCO commentary in relation to the executive summary's three essential questions provides a clear connection with DK's ideas and its emphasis on global interconnectedness and call for global cooperation in regard to the field of education. There appear to be numerous examples in the report that present a more inclusive idea of citizenship similar to DK's idea of world citizenship. The implementation of ideas that have been accessed from thought forms of solution typically takes time to manifest in outer form. There are essential steps that have to unfold before the full implementation of important ideas can occur. It can be heartening, nevertheless, to take note that thought forms of solution for the problem of the education of the young, as demonstrated in the UNESCO report, and no doubt other similar kinds of research reports, are indeed being generated by new group members. As mentioned earlier, the UNESCO report provides a theoretical framework for how to address the problem of educating the young. It seems quite possible too, that at least some of the writers of this report are new group workers. These world servers, no matter where they may be engaged in their service activities, help to provide a network of light that envelops the world. This network of light can perhaps be described as a subjective power grid that facilitates the entry of higher level spiritual energies into human minds and hearts. This subjective power grid then not only further stimulates new group workers and their service activities, but also stimulates the people of goodwill. DK gives a beautiful description of this power grid in a treatise on the Seven Rays, volume two. He states the following, quote, there are today enough centers of light scattered all over the world and enough disciples and aspirants that the little beams or threads of light, speaking symbolically, which radiate from each of them can meet and interlace and form a network of light in the world. This constitutes the magnetic aura of the new group of world servers." End of quote. In bringing this talk to a close, it might be useful and inspiring to give brief attention 
to an educator who demonstrated a desire to address immediate pandemic-related challenges in connection with the education of the young. In September of last year, Time Magazine featured an article titled, From Teachers to Custodians, Meet the Educators Who Saved the Pandemic School Year. One such educator is Henry Darby, a high school principal in North Charleston, South Carolina, who took a night job at Walmart where he worked three days a week in order to earn extra money to help people in his community who were financially suffering due to the pandemic. Mr. Darby recognized that students can't do schoolwork if they're fearful, hungry, and worried about problems at home. No doubt there are many people in the field of education like Mr. Darby who have been doing their best throughout the pandemic to help the students and families they serve. As indicated earlier, some of them may be new group servers working on the front lines of the education field. Others may be people of goodwill who are inspired to serve in part because of inpouring spiritual energies resulting from that magnetic aura of the world workers. It can be inspiring as mentioned to take note of what appear to be the results of the ongoing effort of new group workers. No doubt there's much to observe in connection with the activities of these servers when a willingness is present to do this. So let us now move on to the meditation. Strengthening the hands of the new group of world servers, stage one, group fusion. I am one with my group brothers and all that I have is theirs. May the love which is in my soul pour forth to them. May the strength which is in me lift and aid them. May the thoughts which my soul creates reach and encourage them. Stage two, alignment. We recognize our place as a group within the heart center of the group of world servers. Mentally extend a line of lighted energy towards the spiritual hierarchy, the planetary heart center. To the Christ, the heart of love within the hierarchy toward Shambhala, where the will of God is known.
stage three, higher interlude. Hold the mind focused for a few moments on the planetary role of the group of world servers mediating between hierarchy and humanity, responding to hierarchical impression and meditating the plan into existence. Stage four, meditation. Reflect on the seed thought through the impression and expression of certain great ideas. Humanity must be brought to the understanding of the fundamental ideals which will govern the new age. This is the major task of the group of world servers.
Stage five, precipitation. Visualize the precipitation of the will to good, essential love throughout the planet from Shambhala through the planetary heart, the hierarchy, through the Christ, the group of world servers, through all men and women of goodwill everywhere in the world. And finally, through the hearts and minds of the whole human family. Stage six, lower interlude. Consider the many ways in which the power of the one life and the love of the one soul are working out in the world through members of the group of world servers. So building the thought form of solution to world problems.
stage seven, distribution. As the great invocation is sounded, visualize the irradiation of human consciousness with light, love, and power. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out. And may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. And now everyone, we come to that segment of our meeting where we have an opportunity to 
discuss and share some thoughts about um, the ideas presented in the talk. Um, a guiding question um, was, where do you see examples of wise and intelligent effort to address the challenges of educating children during this time of transition? So if anybody has a comment he or she would like to make in regard to this question, that would be great. But please know also that you are welcome to comment and share a response in any way in regard to the education of children during this time of transition. And it doesn't necessarily need to pertain to that specific question. So if there's anyone who'd like to share something at this time, please feel free to dive in. Hi, John, can you hear me? Yes, I can, Michael. Okay, great. There are several of us here in the office today, so just making sure our, our microphones here work. Um, this is such an important topic, I think, and it was, I really loved your presentation you gave before the meditation. God bless Mr. Darby and all of those servers. I think his name was Mr. Darby that Live right. such sacrificial lives for their children just so they can, you know, educate. They really see they're really just people of such goodwill. It's so inspiring. Um, but my, so my, my res sort of my response to the question, sort of what I'm thinking right now is on one hand, you have these people like Mr. Darby serving in the world today in the local community, picking up an extra job just so that their students they can give some money to their students so that they can learn and not have to be in fear at their homes or fear of not having food, et cetera, et cetera. And on the other hand, you have these UNESCO reports like the one you cited that are so 135 pages asking really key questions in really appropriate ways, you know, and I think it's it's really promising if you look from both of those perspectives, sort of the intellectual perspective and also the perspective of goodwill. I mean, it is discouraging, like you said, that there, or like the UNESCO report said that there's, you know, 9% of children out of those sampled had attempted suicide during the pandemic. I mean, that's just deeply troubling, but it's, I think, evidence of, um, of something that there's there's a bigger issue going on here you know when when there's children like that and i hope i hope we can make our way to a solution soon absolutely thank you for that michael um i was reading an article recently in a local newspaper where i live and it was discussing um the problem with um uh, a hugely increased rate of um, suicide attempts in various local districts um, in this area. Um, so um, suicide um, 
definitely is a problem. And it seems to be related to an overwhelming sense of depression and anxiety and of fear and of not being able to cope with the changes that are transpiring at this time. I wonder also, John, if it's a lack of vision, you know, true like spiritual vision in the youth today, even if it's not spiritual in the sense that we normally think of as religious or spiritual, but perhaps they just don't have a clear vision of what could be. I don't know, maybe that's fairly naive of me, but just a thought. Yes, yes, um, quite possibly. Um, um, but the question then is asked, where does that vision come from? Um, and it would seem that the vision um, has to come from the body of um, new group workers and the thought forms of solution that they create. And it's very interesting to note in some of the research that I read that um, a lot of attention is being given right now to how to deal with um, psychological trauma. And schools are somewhat grappling with this issue. Um, but the idea of psychological trauma that DK presented so many years ago has become clearly, um, has clearly registered, it would seem, in the minds of educators um, in many, many places. And so they are now looking at how to address this problem and working hard to developing um, the means they need to address the problem. Um, it would seem from what I read that um, there just isn't um, a lot of the tools that are needed to address the problem just aren't present yet. So what a great field of development for those who are inclined in that area. Um, so um, um, effort is being made though to address that problem. Um, Michael, I see that Catherine Cruz has a raised hand. Uh, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and unmute, ask you to unmute Catherine. Hello? Yes, Catherine. Okay. Yeah, I somehow have lost the image and I'm looking at a sign that says ditch the 40 minute limit. But I wanted to um, just speak a little bit to the number of programs for meditation and mindfulness that are specifically directed to service for youth. And there, I, I'm aware of just a few of them. There's one out of Boston, the Inward Bound Mindfulness Education Program. There's one called Spirit Rock. Some of these are, there's one that, both of those are um, sort of grounded in Buddhist teachings. Um, there's one more Christian focused, spirit tied research. They're, 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 they have research on what they're doing and they are always evolving and developing their programs both in person and um, via Zoom um, uh, or other distance um, platforms. And 
and I just recently discovered them, so I'm pretty excited about them at this point. But I think it's a big important thing that's available to our youth and the education of our youth as we teach both the value of the individual and the essential uh, value of connection to the whole. So yes, absolutely, absolutely, Catherine. Um, I think those are great ideas. Um, and you remind me, uh, you reminded me of um, um, a wonderful program that was available at the high school where I used to teach. And um, it was simply a yoga class. Um, but that was um, such a hugely popular class in part because it gave young people a specific tool to how to, how to de-stress. Um, and um, so um, something like that, uh, yoga classes, simple meditation classes to help young people de-stress. De um, those programs do seem to be in place and hopefully will be more widely used um, um, considering the need that's so present at this time. One idea I was pondering was what the connection of the incoming seventh ray might have, might be having in relation to what it is that young people are experiencing at this time. Um, I'm very curious as to, to know how this incoming seventh ray might be specifically affecting the young. And um, Kathy, I, I hope you don't mind my, um, I'm leaning on you here. Um, I understand that you're in the room there in New York. Um, have you read anything by any chance about um, ways that the incoming seventh ray might manifest in regard to young people and what they're experiencing? Hi, John. Thank you so much for your talk and for your comments that you're sharing during this Q&A period. Um, I haven't actually read a lot about that specific um, question, but I think we've all heard this idea of the indigo children, you know, the um, with the influx of Aquarius and the seventh ray, we know that this, that each generation or each decade, each five year period the children who are coming in are more and more attuned to this new influx of energies. Um, so their consciousness, in my view, and is that they're much, um, they need new forms because the seventh ray is about the need for building new forms. You know, Christ said you can't put new wine into old bottles. So we have all this new wine pouring in these new energies. We have these new children who are the products of this, these new energies, but we're putting them into the old bottles of the old and outworn educational systems. And I think that's part of the problem for all of the depression and a lot of the emotional and um, 
other kinds of problems that the young people are facing today because the school systems are by and large, I would think, not really meeting their needs. And so when I think about the problem of children, I look to some of the alternatives that um, I see in the world. Uh, one example, one I think really powerful example is the country of Finland because they decided a number of years ago to, to put a lot of their financial resources into precisely the education of their children. And uh, so therefore they've sort of taken the Waldorf model, the Rudolf Steiner model of education and tried to apply it, not, not exactly the Waldorf model, but they've tried to adapt it and apply it on a universal scale in their country. So therefore they train their teachers, they pay them good salaries. Teachers are highly valued in Finland. The, the educational system puts a premium on uh, creativity, like the Waldorf schools, on lack of uh, stressful examinations. I believe they've, they've more or less outlawed examinations. I'm not quite sure about that, but that's what I recall. Um, it's more based on a cooperative model and so the children there are freer to experience their youth. You know, here in this country and in many of the Western countries, it seems like the young people are so stressed out because they're immediately forced to comply to all these really rigorous educational standards that are perhaps not taking into account this new consciousness, which is um, much... Much a it's much a different consciousness than those of us who are older have experienced in our lives. Mm -hmm. So I think we yeah. have to really look to the changing consciousness of children and somehow uh, adapt our schools so that there's more flexibility, more freedom. Because Aquarius is about freedom, brotherhood, you know, group learning, things like that. So. Absolutely. He, Kathy, that, uh, that uh, makes so much sense to me. And I liked what you said about trying to pour new wine into old bottles. And um, I, I'm noting a comment from Gary Marks here um, that really dovetails nicely into what you just shared with us. Gary shares, education needs to move from the purpose to prepare children for careers to helping children address more existential issues, such as improving one's relationship with the planet, relating better with people of diverse beliefs and backgrounds, and establishing a better relationship with one's inner self. The theme of relationship could be an overarching framework when addressing different fields of education. And that I, theme of relationship certainly ties in nicely with some of the ideas that appear to be coming through that UNESCO report, the idea of um, young people having a better sense of their place in the world. Um, so thank you for that, Gary. Well, everyone, as, I, as we draw to a close here, we have, um, I've got some announcements 
for upcoming meetings that I want to share, but I just wanted to let you know about another um, inspiring Time Magazine article that um, came out a few months ago, and it featured young people who were making a tremendous difference in their environments during the pandemic. So the article featured a number of young people throughout the country who, and in different countries too, I believe, who were inventing things, um, finding ways to give back to their communities um, and who were not allowing themselves to be hampered, it would seem in any way by pandemic related circumstances. And this article was inspiring to me because it showed how the incoming energies occurring at this time are having very positive and uplifting effects on some of our young people who are um, leading and preparing the way for other young people um, to um, see that they don't need to su succumb to circumstances and can handle challenges with, um, with skill and with purpose. I'd like to thank everybody in closing who has sent in a comment um, through the chat. Thank you for that. And our time is kind of drawing to a close here. So I'd like to go over now the upcoming meetings, but everybody, thank you so much for your comments, um, however you may have shared them or for your thoughts in regard to this topic. Um, it's greatly appreciated. And as mentioned earlier, this is a way of offering support to this particular group of world servers who work through the field of education. And so now we have our upcoming meetings. And of course, the Festival of Wisak is coming up, the Taurus full moon. And the Taurus full moon meeting will be occurring Sunday, May 15th at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time. And you can see the location there. We also have the Gemini new moon, which will be occurring on Monday, May 30th at 6 p.m. The Gemini new moon meeting. And in addition, we've got the Arcane School Conference that will be coming up on Saturday, May 14th and Sunday, May 15th. Um, so we are all looking forward to that greatly. And going back to the... Um, the Festival of Wisak, um, while the full moon meeting is held at the time shown on the slide at Sunday, on Sunday, May 15th at 3.30 p.m. Um, I think the exact time of the full moon, I wrote it down somewhere, but I don't find my note. But anyway, 
if you are able to tune in at the exact time of the full moon um, and participate in the full moon approach that occurs at that time, that is a very potent um, way of contributing to um, our group service. Um, so everyone, uh, thank you so much. I appreciate your taking the time to participate um, in our gathering. And at this point, we will um, close the meeting. <laughs>